0: Sometimes, and every once in a while I, I, you know on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, I, I come across people that are so opposed to the Blessed Mother that they uh, you get the assumption that they just think that Jesus just oh there he was and and uh, he just popped into the world, and of course that would be really uh, i don't even know what kind of her- what what heresy that would be, what it would be named uh, uh, personally I think. Popcorn, Jesus might be close. It uh, just, it just, boop, there he is. Uh, but um, the Saint Matthew, of course, records this genealogy, and and sometimes our eyes glaze over when we hear it. And and uh, and uh, I have to admit, I didn't read it with the school children today, just because I knew their eyes were going to glaze over for sure. But it is how God prepared the people for His Son that and Matthew just traces, starting with Abraham, but we can trace that back even further to Adam, how Jesus is completely human, of course, completely God, too, but was born in this very human line. And and I keep pointing out every time we have have one of the mothers named, uh, it's uh, Matthew's way of, or Luke's way of saying, pay attention to this woman because there's something interesting about her. Uh, and and indeed there is, and you know whether it be Ruth or or uh, um, Rahab the uh, prostitute, or I, I mean, just it's just interesting to read about their lives, uh, and to know that this is these are the people that God used. And what we celebrate today, of course, is the Nativity of the Blessed Mother, and and calling to mind that this really is the start. Not that it didn't start before, but now the the first major start of God's plan coming into action. After all, Christ, if he is to be born, needs a mother. And if he's to have a mother, she he would, uh, as we sometimes might point out, he's going to make her absolutely perfect. God would do that. And so, of course, we celebrate that on, in three months' time. We'll celebrate that again with the Immaculate Conception or as probably more appropriate to say nine months ago, we celebrated it with the Immaculate Conception, how uh, God, from that first moment of conception, preserved Mary in the womb of her mother, Anne, from original sin. We might ask, and I did, so, you know, it's always dangerous to go to the internet. I found that out the hard way because there's, there's somebody asked the question, who's the wife of Jesus, and they gave an answer, and it's like, no, that's not the answer. There is, anyway. But uh, um, I went uh, asking, you know, why do we celebrate the birth of Mary on September 8th? One uh, reason is there was a church in Jerusalem that I had been told anyway. There was a church in Jerusalem, a very early church dedicated to the Blessed Mother, directly on the west side of the Temple Mount uh, that was dedicated on this day. Well, that's all fine and good, but why did they dedicate it on this day? Well, from the early church, they celebrated the Immaculate Conception, the Conception of Mary in December. It only makes sense. Uh, another another site suggested, whether it's true or not, uh, that uh, the birth of Mary, because of her beginning to bring salvation closer and closer, is celebrated, was celebrated, in, especially in Constantinople, as the New Year, which makes sense because just a few days ago, our Jewish brothers and sisters celebrated Rosh Hashanah, the head of the New Year, which is Kind of cool when you think about it. Maybe, maybe it all connects. Uh, but again, as I already said, this is the start of our salvation. Of course, we, uh, those that are liturgically uh, quick will know that we only celebrate three nativities in the church. Of course, uh, the, uh, the nativity of Jesus, of course, that takes all the attention. And uh, sometimes we might say, well, the nativity of the Blessed Mother. Hopefully, you know the third one, of course, that we celebrated just a few months ago with the nativity of John the Baptist. All three of these, of course, all preparing for Jesus' nativity and Jesus' mission, his, his death and resurrection on the cross, each of them, though, reminding us how God continued to put, like stones maybe, or bricks into place, our salvation. So it's not an empty feast that we celebrate today, but rather one that we should celebrate with great joy with the school kids I asked well how do you celebrate your birthdays and of course I got the cake and the the going to a special place and inviting your friends and a big party and which is kind of appropriate except for the cake because we go to a special place we go to the chapel we gather with our friends and we celebrate the mass but instead of cake we receive the bread of life Jesus Christ I don't think there's any better way to honor the Blessed Mother except one because one of the kids said, well, we get gifts, too. Well, if this is Blessed Mother's birthday, which it is, we are to bring gifts, the gift of our lives, the gift of our services. As I said yesterday, when we give ourselves to the Blessed Mother, uh, I didn't say that yesterday, but when we give ourselves to Christ, we find freedom. When we give ourselves to the Blessed Mother, she gives us right to Christ, as a good mother would, always wanting us to know more fully, more deeply her son. And so as we celebrate her birth, we celebrate we give her the gift of our lives, our gift of our service, the gift of our praise, gift of song, all these things, knowing that in the end, what we're really doing is praising her son.